Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories is brought to you this week in part by Baxter Blue. Uh, are you dealing with digital eye strain? Are you sitting in front of your computer all the time, even if you're back in the office? Uh, man, I'm telling you, Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of that high energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. And let me tell you, um, we felt it in our house, man. My wife was uh, was very quickly uh, when the pandemic hit, was like, I got to get blue light glasses. This is killing me. Uh, our exposure to digital light has soared, and it's making it harder to sleep. It's making your brain hurt, the whole thing, man. Um, and the great news is Baxter Blue can not only help you out with the, the glasses you need, but they also are one of these companies doing good uh, with the uh, not just for you, but for other people. When you buy a pair of glasses from them, provide a pair of reading glasses for somebody else in need. It's that easy. I wear built for the digital age, and you can get 10% off your next purchase on blue light sleeper kids glasses. You just have to click the link in the show notes. You got it? Check them out. It's Baxter Blue. And now, let's go to the show. Hey, you awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you. So is my dad. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God! You tell me a story. How do you sleep at night? I don't want to hang out with a bunch of wannabe corporate sellouts. Rock and roll bedtime stories. We are here to talk about the rumor and innuendo you've heard about your favorite bands and songs. My name is Brian. And I'm Murdoch. And I got the text this weekend. I uh, saw the news. Actually, who told me first? I think it was my wife who walked in the room and said, did you hear that Tani Katane died? And her hair was her hair was very large when she said it to me. And I said, what just made you think of that? And she said, well, I looked in the mirror and I thought, She's in the middle of doing her hair. Uh, so, you know, uh, shouts to to Tani Katane, who I think was a huge part of uh, your upbringing. Um, and, and most men over the last 30 years at some point have experienced that video. Um, a, a, Gen I, X, a Gen X man. How's that? I'll there, just, there I'll you just, go. Let, let's use those one. sorts of qualifiers. Make it sound smart. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to spend some time talking about Tani Katane, right? So we talk about rock stars and... We've talked about different elements of the rock and roll music business, but, uh, you know, and actually we've talked about Bobby Brown on this show, right, in relation to Warren. Yeah. Um, right, and yeah, and, and, and as we'll kind of hear a little later alluding to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, there's non-performers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Are there music video vixens in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Has that happened yet? No, there's not, Brian. Right. Okay, okay, well, yeah, we should we should talk about that. But in, in the way that we talked about Bobby Brown and, and, and Warren... I think we can't separate talking about Tani Katane from talking about another band in the 80s who I think you have seen in concert and know a few things about, Mark. Yes, absolutely. 1987 opening up for girls, the Motley Crue Girls Goes Girls Tour. Whitesnake! Um, I, <laughs> Hello, Nashville. I don't know why, I don't know we were why about I to it like slide that. it in. What? And I turned to my sister and I was like, what does that mean? Oh, like, oh, everything. Oh, God. Everything. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, White Snake. Whew, thanks for that. Uncomfort- I bet Kathy is not happy about that conversation she had with you, is she? I don't think she remembers. But keep <laughs> moving. It's good. We're, we need to, we're here to talk about we're here to talk about someone that I we're here to talk about someone that I know a lot about. Uh yeah. It's so Ta- it's a, Tony Katane. I, I texted you and I said, Bro, uh, we gotta do an episode on Tony Katane, and I'm assuming you don't need to do research. And you were you pretty much confirmed that for me. Uh let's talk about her as here's a question i had for you was she an actress like if you look her up now wikipedia the little autofill on google will 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 say american actress was she really out to be an actress 
or to be in music videos? Like, what was the arc here? How did how did she get to where she was? The, she's really known for two things. Like, she started as an actress, but she was also doing modeling and she was dating musicians. And I think that all that kind of well, what sets you on a path? Together. What sets you on a path like that? I mean, some of us uh, go to elementary school and we go on a field trip and we go to the firehouse and, and we're like, ah, I want to be a fireman, right? And we follow that dream or we visit a radio station like maybe you or I did. But what, what sets you on a path to be a to be a video vixen? Well, Julie Katane. Is that her name? She was born. Julie Katane? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Julie. Uh, she went by, she when she was 12, she decided to go by Tawny. It was some decision she made. Okay. But when she was 14, she went to go see Peter Frampton in concert. And somehow this 14-year-old Tawny Katane, think about it, everyone, for a moment, got to go backstage at a Peter Frampton show. So she's hanging out, checking it out. And she sees Peter Frampton's girlfriend. And she sees this <laughs> VIP treatment. And it was it was a it was a moment that she remembered. When you when you Google Tawny Katane, you'll see um, they'll talk about you see two things, and it says white snake and bachelor party and we're, we'll talk about those things those are the things that she's known for but as as she was self-aware like she's done a lot of other stuff yeah you know i you um, know i actually had a i had a similar experience to her when i was a teenager i went to a music festival and that band war was playing you remember that band yes uh, lowrider uh, it, yeah. and, and I vividly remember to this day standing in the crowd, inching up at a war concert because Dylan was going to come on after war and we wanted to get close. And, um, cause that's the kind of rowdy teenager I was. And, uh, I, looking off to the side and seeing that while these guys in war were playing that there were like, I mean, and they were at the time probably pushing 70, uh, in the wings, you could see the 25 year old women. And it was very strange. You're like, what? How does that happen? And then you realize it really only takes a couple of hits, man. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Not exactly the same experience as Tony Katane, but I relate. That's what I'm saying. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about this bachelor party thing. Is that is that the best Tom Hanks movie? It it is, and I want to share with you. I've I've got part of the trailer here, and and my parents let me watch this movie and I used to say this, this thing that we're about to hear. And I thought it was funny as a kid and I didn't realize how offensive it was. I'm getting married. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers. And That's Tom Hanks. Rick Gasco has a fiance, Debbie. And Debbie, Debbie is getting married to Rick Gasco. There's multiple things I learned about from that movie. Uh, there was, uh, I, I don't want to say here, this isn't, I mean, we're not a super family show, but like it's, it goes pretty, it's a sex, it's like Porky's. Yeah. Like for me, Bachelor yeah. Party is, it's, it is what, it, that's what kind of a sex romp it is. Yeah. And, and, and there's things, there's things that happen in that movie that I heard and I turned directly to everyone in the room and I said, what does that mean? People freeze and I'm t- 10, 12 or something. <laughs> you know, I'm asking, I'm asking the wrong fucking questions. And the other things, the other thing is that my parents let me watch that movie and there's a donkey that's in it at, at the party that eats pills, snort coke 
and and then it dies and they and put an it elevator. in the elevator. They put it in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see this movie until the last 10 years at some point. I mean, I always knew it existed. And when I got really into movies and film and pop culture, I knew that there was this weird rock at the beginning of Tom Hanks's career, right? Like he's this family guy who um, are all moms love, right, of all ages. And just to know that he somehow overcame that always gave me hope. It was like you can you can make a bad choice or two in the world of entertainment and, and recover if you have the right agent. Because Tom bad, Hanks did bad, it. Bad choice, Brian. It's his best movie. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All these other Tom Hanks movies, they're they're like snooze fest. You're not a Wilson fan. Come on, man. Uh, the, the basketball the, the, that it's, no. it's a volleyball. <laughs> I don't even like. I remember trying to watch. I'll be listen. I, I, tr- I remember trying to watch it. It seems like it would speak to me that whole idea, but I thought it was just a pile of garbage. You know what? You know what's probably a better movie it seems is, like is it would speak it, to me. Tawny Tawny had a movie called The Perils of Gwendolyn in the Land of Yik Yak, and I bet it was better than Wilson. <laughs> Wait, what was it called? The Perils of Gwendolyn in the Land of the Yik Yak. This was before. Never, this was before or after Bachelor Party. Is before Bachelor Party. Yeah. Okay. It, absolutely. Okay. So, um, but let's talk about the rock and roll. That's why we're here. That's what we do. And yeah. So, and, and let's and, talk about that stupid band that we haven't really talked about on the show before. That was the new project from the guy from Deep Purple. Doesn't seem like that's the real commercial pitch for something that involves, you know, hair in the eighties, but it worked. Yeah. And he once, once Coverdale got a gig, uh, he signed the band to Geffen. He, he basically had a deal. He could, he could put this band together. And so he, that was sort of how he was moving it around. What did he just hire and fire like his people? Was it always Coverdale's project? Yeah, it was always his project, and he always called the shots. Some people would quit, you know, but he would ultimately like he. It seemed like he had a lot of conflict with with people. That now were, they were they had been around for a bit before yeah, yeah. the songs, right? And and but we don't hear here I go again because that's kind of the penultimate, right? We don't hear yeah. that until eighty seven. Like that's when that comes out. No, it actually it actually came out in in eighty two. So wait, 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 a, wait, 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 wait. It came out in eighty two, like a different yeah. version of it. Yeah. So so after they were on Geffen, they actually did this three times, and the the first time that they did it was a number one hit. So you can imagine how they're like, we want you to go back to the catalog because so here I go again was a re recorded song. They 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 changed the lyric. There's one what? lyric that's changed. Yeah. Uh, and it's got an organ instead of keys. So instead Wait, of the, can we the, can we hear a little bit of this? We need to hear a little bit of this, like what this yeah, sounds okay. like. So I mean, because there is yeah. a visible, there is like an audible difference, right, to what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it it takes a while to get going. So you know, this is the got... this is the version from 1982. The album is called Saints and Sinners. I did not even know this existed. Okay, here yeah. it is. Oh yeah, man. People really like. There was a lot of people like that were in the White Skate Camp. But... Oh, yeah. And there's the organ. You're right. You don't you don't feel the trimmer coming really yet, like you do in the popular version. Right. Right. And this is all blues. When it the rock part is. Yeah. I mean, they were a blues. Band. The harmonies are different. Yeah. Here's the lyric. 
I, I will forever sing it as homo now. You you just no. wait for my karaoke. Uh, me, wow. Me, I, I no, I, I will not. That was a number one <laughs> number one hit for for White Snake. But but eventually. okay. So it but it exists in the universe for five years before. It, so th- when they finally hit with that, what you're saying is that the record label then said, "All right, let's go back to that album we thought was dead and have you re-record stuff." Yeah, they, there's another one called "Crying in the Rain," which is on. Okay. that we, we won't play that. But it's on. It's on that record, the '87. The, a black cat moans when he's howling with a fever. Um, I can, I can, I sing that in the car when no one's around and have a blast. It's so much fun to sing. Uh, and then we'll, I'll, I'll tell you about the the other one at the end because it's it's Tawny's favorite. We'll just save that to the end because that's that's probably good to do. Now, now let's but, bring Tawny into this. Tawny was in how many White Snake videos? Just five, Brian. Just, she was in just, just five. Just I five. thought she was in one or two. She was in five. Yeah. How many God. how many millions of records do you think White Snake sold in the United States of that record? I mean, do we have the scientific research on on Tawny Katane's effect on those record sales? Because I feel like it would not have Dude, gone quite as well. MTV was the driving force to yeah, sell yeah. product right. in You're 1987, right. 88, 89. And that's the and difference, here. right? Because in 82, it was just coming out. So even if they, they right. didn't have this weird blues harmonica version of, well, I, guess, I know there's an organ, but it just it felt like a harmonica was going to happen at any moment in that version. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. And, and, and while, we're talk, while we're talking about Tawny, is that look, man? She sold those records, man. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, because I mean, I I was a young man, and that was I was an impressionable young man, and I was not used to seeing music videos with the stuff that was going on in there. And the reason, and and hey, those were two Jaguars. In case you forget, <laughs> they just had the whole scene where she's she's flip flopping and she does the splits yep. on the Jags. Yep. So. I saw an interview and she said that the reason that she could do that, like there's that crazy somersault thing where it doesn't even look like it's real. Uh, yeah. And she said that she did uh, floor dance and ballet. Wow. And that all this, that it, the splits was a snap. It wasn't even the thing. Did you know she was on Rat Records? Do you know that she was on the cover of two Rat Records? B- before or after Whitesnake? Oh, before. Yeah. So, okay. So is she, hold on. Let's, let's talk romantics for a second. So, is she with David Coverdale at some point? She becomes they become lovers. Oh, they're they're married. They're married. They're married. Okay, so before yeah. that, is she with a guy from Rat? Yeah, she's with Robin Stephen, Crosby, not Stephen Piercy. There's another guy in Rat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Robin and Robin died. Like he he uh, he he died, which which sucked. But and he was a big like he was kind of a big part of that that band. But yeah, so she's on the cover of the EP because I had oh. both both I had both the Rat self-titled ep that came out in 83 i guess and then out of the cellar so is 84 before the one with, you ever uh, saw bachelor party so, so yes. she's on those album covers oh, she's on that second one the same year she's in bachelor party right she's a big and star she so li- this is why i want to make why we're talking about her and why when you were like i guess you don't have to take any like notes or research and i was like <laughs> no because when I was 10 years old, Brian, she was a superstar and she was beamed into my living room where I had my own TV. Yeah. She was in the Back to More video. That was what she was in. And that was a second single off 
out in the cellar where the performance parts aren't even synced together with the stuff. It's such a crappy video. It probably costs nothing to make. The only thing that it cost money was probably the, the, the casting of Tawny Katane and this other girl and the shots where they were out on location somewhere. Well, I don't know. They probably, I mean, do you think here, this is a question, an honest question. If you're rat and you're clearly on a low budget for your video and it's the beginning of MTV and you need girls in it as a marketing ploy and you're, I mean, the guy's dating somebody who looks like Tani Katane. Do you just say, Hey, will you come be in this video? Do you think she got paid? Well, I don't know. I mean, I bet she got scaled because she was she's in the yeah, union, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, because oh, oh, you're right, you're right. She probably definitely got paid because, I, as we have already mentioned, she was in a in a movie at the same time. But I will say, uh, do you think the budget on that video was more or less than the Rat Geico commercial? That's really funny. <laughs> um, I, I will say, her favorite video, White Snake video, that she was ever in. Is uh, is another re re recorded song? Oh, okay. another re recorded White Snake song, and it's called uh, the Deep Deeper the Love. And I actually like this. I actually like the re recorded one. Um, I actually like the song. I mean, it's it's cheesy ballad metal stuff or whatever. Um, but she said in that for that video, she, she got to go to Neiman Marcus and spend a hundred grand on clothes. Oh man, there you go. That's that's when the budget's caught up. I love these 80s, like, quasi-ballad long intros. Yeah, the guitar player has to do stuff first. It's <laughs> important. Yeah, before this does. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, wow. Another quick reminder that the show is brought to you today by Baxter Blue. You got digital eye strain happening, too much blue light exposure from digital screens. Baxter Blue glasses going to take care of you. And not only can you get glasses that will help you, they'll give glasses to help someone else. It's that simple. They're out to do good as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, I wear built for our digital age. It's Baxter Blue, and you've got 10% off your next purchase on Blue Light Sleeper Kids glasses when you hit up the show notes for Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. Got it? All right. Back to the madness. I mean, what happens after these videos? Like, so she's around. Her and Coverdale have a relationship. They're married. And then I know that in the last 20 years, she's become a reality show punchline for lack of a better term to a certain degree yeah well there's a couple things before we get into i wanted to tell you before we get into that and so yeah she had a very public um a public you know you got to see it on reality tv her her problems that she was having with drugs um and you know, and, and we'll get into that. I mean, she was on Celebrity Rehab. I mean, like, it, it played in the whole thing. But before this, did you know that she she had an affair with O.J. when O.J. was still married to Nicole Brown? No way. Story. That's real? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that it, was, it came up at the tri- in the trial, yeah. That was True. not in the FX uh, thing I watched. <laughs> no. she was, and, and so, did you know that she was on an episode of Seinfeld? Oh, is this the one where Jerry is playing chess between his penis and his brain? Yeah, that's it. That's the exact episode. <laughs> so she's hot, but he can't. But he's she, he thinks that she's really dumb and annoying. Like think about how almost inappropriate all of this is. Anyway, now thinking about it. Oh, pardon me, and I, I am a part of you. She's killing me. That's amazing. Uh, I'll put that clip in the show notes if you want to go check it out for yourself. 
she got she got a divorce. So Coverdale and, and her got a divorce, and Coverdale took a break from White Snake and then did a record with Jimmy Page. Totally weird. And then um, Tawny got married to a major league baseball player named Chuck Finley, and they had a very public falling out. And, and uh, she was actually charged with domestic violence for repeatedly kicking him in the face while wearing high heels. And apparently, Damn. I guess it must have sucked. He filed for divorce three days later, and she had to take a plea bargain and enter into a counseling program for, you know, basically beating him up. Wow. I took... So you you wanted to know if I had to do a lot of research. There's a lot of things I didn't have to do, Brian, because I used to watch her on TV because I like Tawny Katane and I just said it out loud and I really mean that. So I totally watched season six of The Surreal Life on VH1 and that had Alexis Arquette, rest in peace, CeCe DeVille, nothing but a good time, Sherman Hemsley, Tawny Katane. And uh, Florence Henderson. Was this you know, like and, the weird celebrity big brother thing where they would put everybody in a house? Yeah. And then remember when they made the cartoon making fun of it called yes. Drawn Together? Yes. Drawn Together. <laughs> drawn Together was amazing. <laughs> it was Drawn Together. Listen, for everyone that is listening right now and you ever watched Surreal Life or you never watched Surreal Life, who cares? Drawn together is 785 trillion times better than this real life. It is. It was so funny and so raunchy. And I just so remember great. there was an episode where Larry the Cucumber from VeggieTales was in the house. And mm-hmm. I just thought the fact that they had, they had went to that level was indicative of some real creativity. I when when Brian when you and I say goodnight later tonight I'm gonna go watch Drawn together. It's been forever. It's been since it was off the air. Um, so so but so she she visibly on the surreal life was having trouble with um, with drugs on the show. And at the end later that year calendar year is 2016. She got charged. She had 15 grams of coke in her apartment. She let the cops in. They searched the apartment. Yikes. Um, and. Um, and she was on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew, and yeah. Dr. Drew wasn't a confusing person like he is now, whether he like believes we should wear a mask or whatever. And so on there, she said she was addicted to Coke uh, and also Vicodin and Demerol, which a doctor in New Orleans told me, looking at my Elvis prescription T-shirt, that Demerol was for people who have their arms ripped off in a car accident. Tawny Katane was addicted to it, just like Elvis. Yikes! She was she was the only cast member because I watched the entire celebrity rehab show. She was the only one that didn't go to the transitional sober living home at the end. They were doing and making that into a spinoff called Sober House, which is it's it's not that long ago in our pop cultural history. But man, the things that we were making reality shows about. I mean, I know we still are to some degree, but like there was that real feeding frenzy for a while where it just got out of control, and that just, whew. and it, it, you know, at a certain point, it's sad because it is preying on people to a certain degree, like like Tony Katane and that list of folks that you uh, you mentioned. But uh, you, yeah. now, did you tell me that recently she was now doing TikTok videos? Oh, no, I mean, she's, yeah, I, I went and looked at, like, I was, I looked at all of her social media because I wanted, I was like, I wonder what happened, you know, because, you know, it's, it's so, you know, it's one of those things that's just recently happened. And they've not released um, Cause of Death, have they? Yeah. No, no. It's, yeah. it, yeah, it's, it's that recent. So, um, but yeah, like I went and looked and it's like, it's, I was not prepared to go mm-hmm. and look into like 
you know, I, I don't nec- I don't really like TikTok, and I guess I'm kind of old. And there's things on it that I guess they're funny, but then there's things on it where I'm sort of like I feel like it's I'm way way into people's personal stuff. Yeah. Or there's just things about it, and that was just her, and so it was difficult because I couldn't tell whether she was happy or sad. Like maybe she was happy, you know. Was but, it? Can I ask you something? When you were looking yeah. at her TikTok, was this before or after you found the video you sent me of the? guy nailing a bear to the ceiling i have never been more confused by anything i've watched in my entire life but some reason i couldn't stop watching it right i told you and and why don't you put that in the show notes now (laughs) since you've mentioned it that when you watch that video you'll keep watching it because you just keep learning something every time you look at it and I don't even know how to I don't even know how to explain it to anyone other than that literally a guy nails a stuffed bear to the ceiling and people get real mad. And that's just that's spoiler alert. That's it. Yeah. So but listen, if you uh enjoy listening to the show, I highly recommend uh you take a walk down memory lane and, and watch, we'll put it in the show notes. Um rats back back from more which is amazing um and also like if you haven't seen bachelor party i'm not saying to see it it is it is awful 80s sex romp terribleness but if you're like me that sounds amazing if there was no <laughs> children i had an empty house and just <laughs> cases of beer uh... or something you should just watch the trailer um it is arguably like a, the most awful Tom Hanks movie that ever is, which makes it to me the, the best one. So, so, but I wanted to, I wanted to say that, um, rest in peace, Tony Katane, you were significant and you made a, a big impact on lots of people and you sold, you sold records. Uh, you sold records for guys that you weren't even in their band. And <laughs> I mean, and that's wait, who, who have been the other, since then, I mean, can you think of video stars of this caliber? Or was that a thing that, that stayed in the 80s? I mean, because when I think of influential music videos, because since, you know, there is an age gap between you and I of my childhood or coming of age, kind of the same period and discovering things and being like, what is happening to this song? Uh, you know, Britney Spears is that is that image for me. But she was a performer. She was the singer, right? She wasn't just a dancer or someone that was in the video while uh, like a band played behind them. So, I mean, is is there anyone else? No. That's interesting. See, so the, her argument that I, it's I, I I've got the link that I'll put in here if you guys want to watch it from an interview uh, that she gave two months before she passed away. You know, and the conversation just starts going immediately to Whitesnake. And she mentions, like, I'm so well known for this Whites, for everything that happened with all those, that music. And she said, her quote is, okay, Cleveland, let's get me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's an incredible body of work that I have. And people walk up there all the time and go, "You're the reason I listen to Whitesnake. I'm telling you, we we don't don't have the sound scan numbers, but... Tony Katane did the heavy lifting on selling those White Snake records, for sure. Yeah, because you know that second record was definitely not as strong. I mean, she wasn't on all those things, but you get catalog sales, man. I mean, I we were I was driving back with my family and from Washington D.C. and for something we had to do, 
and we're in the middle of nowhere and I'm not listening to my own music. We're just, I'm scanning, listening to radio out in the middle of just, you know, West Virginia, Virginia and Eastern Kentucky and somewhere. And I run upon this crazy, just classic rock, just rock and roll station. And still of the night came on by White Snake, <laughs> and I <clears throat> cranked it. And I did get a. Can you turn that down? And then I, in the back, I heard one of the girls go, "Ooh." <laughs> you got to some right. I wanted to be like, "Man, this is the best video ever." Oh, man. If you want to get involved in the show, it's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Let us know your, you know, G or PG rated Tiny Contained Memory uh, or anything you want us to research. And uh, wow. In the meantime, what do people need to keep doing? Keep listening to White Snake and Great White and White Lion and keep telling stories. My body started shaking and I can't take no more